If you've listened to Birdie's Bourbon and Basketball, you know our title sponsor is Travis Brett and the whole team at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. They're right there at 304 JFK Avenue in Lagodi. You can give them a call, 295-3129. They will handle all of your insurance financial needs. You can look them up on their Facebook page or their website, all kinds of information. That's one agent for all of your insurance needs. And you know what they've got? Auto, home, life, business, annuities, farm. Let's talk about their health plans. They've got individual and family plans, Medicare supplement plans, dental and vision are covered through those guys. And it's always backed with Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Extremely experienced, expertise, and passion. That's right. One agent for all your insurance needs. Give Travis Brett and his team a call, 295-3129, or stop by and say hi there on JFK Avenue. They'd love to see you. Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Welcome to the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast, sponsored by, of course, Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, Casa Sevilla, and Country Oaks Golf Club. And man, is this a show that I've been excited about. New Eastern Illinois head basketball coach, and quite frankly, the guy that I have uh, looked up to my entire life, Marty the Mule Simmons is going to be on the line, and I cannot wait to talk to Marty about his time in Lawrenceville and and, uh, Evansville and, and of course, his new venture of going up to coach the Panthers. So super, super excited. I remember being a little chubby kid at Red Hill High School, and and, uh, even though he played for our rivals at Lawrenceville, I I couldn't couldn't keep from rooting for him and, and what just amazing basketball team he played on um for those of you over here in indiana that that didn't follow lawrenceville indian basketball back in the 80s um they went 68 no over two years and uh, won a couple basketball state championships in illinois and uh, just had just unbelievable teams so and then uh and then Marty, you know, he was always known. He, he played hard. And if you go back on YouTube and watch some of those games, unbelievable. And uh, really, really smart basketball IQ guys on that team. And uh, so, anyway, I'm looking really forward to it. We'll, uh, we'll take a quick break here. Hear from our friends at Casa Sevilla. And then we will get into the interview with, here we go, Marty the Mule Simmons. We'll be back right after this. Hey, for great Mexican food in Odin, Indiana, you know where that is. Casa Sevilla, 100 Northwest Street. Give them a call. Call in your order, 812-636-2000, or go in there and dine in the dining room. Have a frozen margarita and all of those great Mexican favorites. And they've also got salads and appetizers, wings, burritos, baked potatoes, you name it, they got it. And, of course, those big, tall frozen margaritas. And don't forget that they can cater your event. So give them a call, 812-636-2000 for Casa Sevilla, the house with flavor. Hey, 
on the Country Oaks Golf Club line, it is my absolute privilege to discuss and talk about the career and uh, the new head coach of the Eastern Illinois Panthers. And quite frankly, folks, um, anybody that knows me, my boyhood idol, head coach Marty Simmons. How are you? I'm doing great, Brian. Thank you very much for having me on. Well, uh, there's a lot of people that listen to the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast. It's really excited to have you, but none more than me, I can tell you that. Well, thank you. It's good to be back in the area. You know, we've had uh, quite a weekend down here in Evansville with my son getting married and my youngest son uh, going through graduation, so it was nice to see family and uh Good weekend. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure that was a great time. See a lot of people. I saw some pictures. Some of the old Evansville guys were there. That was I had to be fun for you. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, it's one of those deals where you wish you could spend the whole night with them, and you got a lot of family there. But I did get a chance and to, you know, tell some old war stories, <laughs> and oh, we laughed and we had such fun, and all those guys. You know, any any of the guys have ever. I've had the opportunity to coach and be around. You're, you're so fortunate. And, uh, those guys and what they did at, at Evansville, you know, DJ was there, uh, David Howard, Boo Gibson, Adam Wing, obviously my son Blake, and, yeah. and even you know Drew Smith was back, and uh, he was a groomsman in the in the wedding. So just to to laugh and uh, you know reminisce about some of the the fun we had together was was certainly a lot of fun for me. It, 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 DJ is he still he's the all-time leading scorer now right he is yeah he and, is he's now a assistant coach up at uh Indiana Kokomo he's doing, okay. doing fantastic that's yes, awesome sir. yeah you know that was the time I we lived in Evansville for a few years and and I hit it at the perfect time we had season tickets uh, actually the second row right behind the visitors bench which which I could tell you some fun stories about that but uh, we were there during that Colt Ryan DJ Ballantyne era and man was that fun to watch well it was fun to yeah it was fun to watch actually and and to coach him and uh, both those guys could could really score the basketball and shoot the basketball and they were really committed to the game and and um, you know we we were fortunate but they also played with some great teammates that uh, were willing to, to set a lot of screens for them, yeah. get them open, and, you know, guys delivering the ball on time. And uh, But it was a fun time, and, and those guys came to practice every day with a good attitude. They worked extremely hard, and uh, they accomplished a lot of great things for the university. You know, there were so many games when, you know, you'd sit there and watch Colt just get the living shit beat out of him all night. <laughs> you know, I mean, those Missouri yeah, Valley he, teams keyed on him and just knocked him around. He may have, you know, five, six points sometimes at halftime, but by the end, you know, it was 21-22. Exactly right. He was relentless. Uh, and, you know, he just he got better and better every year, uh, really committed doing a lot of things off the court he really did a great job of taking his body i think it was that p p90x yeah you know uh, you have the six pack i mean he was just he was relentless and you know he was he was really cerebral uh knew how to read screens and and could shoot the three but really quick first step as you said he could get to the free throw line he was a physical player when he drove the basketball and uh you know he really he, he was confident you yeah know, and, and right. he made the guys around him feel that confidence and it really, you know, really gave our program at that particular time a shot in the arm. You know, you, you won that, uh, what was it called, the college basketball, I forget what the name of that, that postseason yeah. tournament you yeah. won. CBI tournament. Yeah, yes, CBI. Sir. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously that was amazing. But were those two Butler victories, do those two stand out 
for 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 your coaching time at Evansville is the best games? Yeah, I, I would say so. Those and and you know we were able to get Wichita out of Wichita on their senior day of the year. I think they went to the Final Four and had Louisville down thirteen yep. with about ten minutes. That's to go right. Yeah, to, to advance to the national championship game. Uh, you know those were those were big wins, yeah. but obviously. The first game in in the Ford Center when we played Coach Stevens and and Butler, and, that was awesome. Uh, it was an overtime game. It was a it was a hell of a game, and and uh, to come out on top was was really good. And then um, again, one of the, uh, it was one of the years they they played in the national championship yep. game. We we beat them up at Butler, yeah. and uh, you know playing in Hinkle Fieldhouse and the rivalry that was established a long long time ago between Butler and Evansville, and obviously what Coach Stevens has. You know, done at Butler, and and now with the the Celtics in the NBA, it was uh, it was a really good win yeah. for our guys. You know, it, every time we played up there, you, you know, Evansville brought enormous amount of fans mm-hmm. because of the alumni base up in that area, and really just the rivalry. And again, anybody that's that's you know been in Hinkle and played an afternoon game where the sunlight streams through the yeah, light right. or through the windows, and just really a great atmosphere. Yeah, I, that that in the game at the Ford Center when Colt made that steal, I think he had scored. Butler inbounded the ball real quick, and and then he stole, got a bucket. The place just went crazy. Absolutely, that was just amazing. But you know about that time, and we're not going to spend forever talking about uh, those days. But I had a theory watching watching all those games. Did of all the years you coached. Did Egidius Machevicus, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. It's been a while since I said that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did he improve over four years as much as any player you ever had? You know, probably, probably him and Jalen Brown. We've been talking a lot about about Jalen Brown with some of the kids that were recruiting up at Eastern. But you know, we were looking at Jalen. Jalen averaged, I think, three point nine points per game as a a freshman. He was two for ten from three as a freshman. I was getting this to him on the phone. I talked to him a couple of days ago. He's playing professionally over in Spain. Uh-huh. And then his senior year, you know, he averaged 21 a game. He led the Missouri Valley. He was first team all league. Yeah. And he shot 43% from, from the point line. And wow. Greg Marshall, who was the coach at Wichita at that time, basically he told me he's one of the hardest guys that they've ever had to defend. So really? he, he just he grew and grew and grew. But Gideon, you know, he averaged four. I think four and four when he was a freshman, yeah. we had a five ten point guard, Toy Taylor, that yep. actually led the team in rebounding that year. <laughs> yep. And then Agidius went on, and and you know by the time he was a senior, he led the nation in rebounding. Uh, I think right around fourteen a game, and led the nation in double doubles, and wow. uh, just great shot blocker. Really, again, cerebral, and and uh, I believe he's playing in the first first division over in Italy right now yeah I think so yeah and I and I think he uh I, I if I remember I think he's like fourth all time in the Missouri Valley for rebounding now so but but you watched him as a freshman he was rough <laughs> he was as a coaching coaching highlight tape you ought to just uh, take some of those freshman games of his <laughs> one of the best things about you know him is is or, or back then it was kind of funny was uh he, he, you know, in the European game is when those guys got a foul called on them, they like to have a conference with the officials. And it was uh, like pulling teeth to get him to just <laughs> go on to the next play and, and quit talking to the officials. But that was one of his biggest deficiencies. And he really worked hard on his body. If people yes. go back and yep. look at him as a freshman and where he became more athletic, just his body just grew. And 
uh, you know, he understood, you know, how the, how the game was going to be called over here and he did not get in foul trouble and, uh, just, uh, what a tremendous player for yeah, it. That was awesome. Um, and, and I don't know how, how much you want to get into this. Um, what exactly happened? Did that come out of nowhere at UE or did you, did you sense that, that the end was near? No, I really didn't. You okay. know, we were excited and, you know, we had, uh, you know, Drew and Ryan Taylor coming right. back and yep. we had some good guys, but Brian, that's just kind of, that's kind of the business that, that we choose. Yeah, and, right. and, uh, you know, my time there was, was off the charts. You know, when you get to coach your son for five years yeah. and you get to come back to your alma mater and, you know, Evansville's a, a terrific, terrific city with a lot of really, really nice people. And, uh, you know, you just, you learn from it, you move on. And I was just so fortunate to, to, you know, coach Brownell gave me the opportunity down at Clemson mm-hmm. and, uh, what those three years were, were maybe the best three years of, of my life from, from that standpoint, wow. just, you know, never lived in the South and, and, you know, the opportunity coach Brownell gave with, you know, being an, at an ACC school and competing against, you know, Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams, Jim Beheim and just, you know, Tony Bennett. I mean, just goes on and on. I mean, it's yeah. terrific basketball league and, you know, just, you know, learning and, and, uh, Clemson is a first class program, uh, because of coach Brownell. Right. I mean, they bring in quality guys. They're fun to be around and, and they listen and they work extremely hard and they graduate their guys. I mean, it was, it was a good experience and, Coach Brownell is one of the better defensive coaches in the country, and he does not get the credit he deserves from an offensive standpoint just because he's so good defensively. But yeah. he's really a cerebral coach, smart. Uh, we did, did a lot of different things offensively. So I feel like just uh, was able to grow my knowledge, you know, be around a, 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 another coach and, and learn things there and uh, just really, really thankful to, to have that opportunity. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because that was one of the – questions because you know with you being a longtime head coach I don't know how often it happens but for you to go to a maybe a little higher level uh, in in division one and then take a step back where you're not the head coach anymore I gotta feel that now you going taking the reins at Eastern the confidence is there you you got probably look at things at a whole new perspective yeah absolutely absolutely and and I you know we talked about that when I first got there you know just uh just the knowledge of, yeah. of, you know, the way Coach Brownell run his pro- program. And, you know, you got drills offensively and defensively. You're doing practice and uh, schemes, you know, defensively. Some things that we can do a little bit different here. And terminology was that. And then, like we said earlier, you know, you play against Syracuse. You're playing against a 2-3. And Duke, you know, they're playing the pressure man-to-man. And you just went against so many different styles of play and philosophies and I told Coach, well, that, you know, and really in that league, n- no two teams were were alike. I mean, it was something different each and every game, and it's just really enjoyable. I mean, that yeah. part as a as a coach, you know, the the preparation part and putting together offense and defensive game plans to attack teams, uh, it was it, off the charts. Really yeah. enjoyed that to the nth degree. Well, and and speaking of coaches, I mean, obviously you played for one of the greatest if not the greatest high school coach in Illinois and Ron Felling and then of course then you spent a couple years with coach Knight and then a lot of years with with coach Cruz at Evansville you have you've been around some of the all-time greats that there's there's ever been 
I've been really, really lucky there, and and you just nailed it. I mean, there's no doubt. I played for great coaches and really know how to, you know, uh, set you up both offensively and defensively. The the individual player development, you know, mm-hmm. the attention to detail, and uh, just just you know the the culture that that a basketball program needs yeah. to be successful. You could even throw in, you know, Coach Sloan. I was out there yeah. in Utah's camp for about three months. He was an assistant, but. That man, you know, he, he had a presence about him, and, and he taught us things. And yeah. But but they all those guys you mentioned, you know, they're all successful, and they, but they all had great basketball minds. But the the attention to detail, uh, and and the way they taught, you know, the fundamentals of screening and cutting and delivering the basketball, and just uh, I think what made them made them you know who they were yeah we just watched um my brother was here we had a, his bachelor party I, i'm probably feeling kind of rough like you may have been this morning myself <laughs> we but we turned on the uh the 83 game um preparing for this interview um with with you guys against providence st mel and uh, had a lot of fun but but you know coach felling man i mean defensive technique coming off screens you know for a bunch of high school kids you know my gosh you could just tell how prepared you were and how disciplined you know those those Lawrenceville teams were um but did you look as you're coming up through the Lawrenceville program did you look I would say like I and guys my age looked at you where was Jay Scheidler um as far as your basketball development watching him play because he obviously was was amazing oh yeah he was he was my idol. I mean, yeah. him and Rick Leasty were two guys. And then I had an older brother that played on the, the 72 state championship team. That mm-hmm. Everybody grew up in, in Larksville wanting to play for Coach Felling and wanting to be a basketball player. He established a, a, a program and that, that every kid wanted to be a part of. Yeah. And, and, you know, he was way ahead of his time in that he started, you know, junior pro pra- basketball with the, the nine foot goals and the small balls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was teaching us fundamentals at his camps you know third and fourth grade and and actually in that in that junior pro we were able to advance i think i was in fifth game, fifth grade and and doug Novsack, who was a guy that i grew up with and he's on our staff at eastern and he was on our staff at, at evansville as well yeah. but we played in a championship game down in uh, memorial coliseum in lexington kentucky and you know coach rep was the guy that threw up the honorary oh, wow. ball and <laughs> Belling just put us in in situations and and really just maybe the, maybe the best one of the best coaches ever. I mean his yeah. knowledge and and the way he could make adjustments during the course of the game and 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 not only make them but make them in ways that that as as a player and as a team you knew we're gonna we're gonna change the the, the pace of the game and he just you know taught shooting yeah. better than anybody ever. Uh, just to, uh, we were we were so lucky to be in a small town like that to play with for such a great great basketball yeah. coach. So with him with with Scheidler and and you know people over here in, in Southern Indiana may especially younger people may not be familiar with Jay Scheidler, but um, he, he he was <laughs> called the Blonde Bomber for a reason. So did you ever consider <laughs> dyeing your hair blonde like your idol? No, no, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But I'll tell you what, if they had the three-point line when Scheidler played, he oh, my all goodness. the record. Oh, absolutely. And not only did he shoot them, he shot them from 30 feet, yeah. and he shot jumpers. He rose up 33 feet off the ground and stuck them. And again, you know, we were, as young kids growing up, to have him. And Rick Leakey, Rick Leakey went on to play at Illinois. Yeah. Was one of the hardest playing, tough guys. I mean, like a Jerry Sloan. Right. Just incredibly competitive and 
you know, for us as young kids to come up and, and see these guys and the way they went about it and, and the success they had, why would you not want to be like those guys? Yeah. And we were just so fortunate in our fan base. You know, we went we went to games and, and we had more fans than oh, you know, the goodness. teams that, that we were playing and we were traveling. I mean, yeah. we just had terrific fanfare, one of the, some of the best days of my life. Well, listen, I was at Red Hill and I was rooting for you guys. You know, I was in seventh and eighth grade when you won those two titles and, and we were the only game at the up at Assembly Hall that I missed was that Friday night game against St. Mel. Uh, would have been, let's see, that would have been your junior year, I believe. Yep. Uh, I missed that game. No, it was my senior year. It was senior year, senior right, senior right. Year. You're right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, didn't see that one, but but saw the other ones. Um, you guys were surrounded by, in, in high school, I mean, and I was telling the people, I, I know you know a little, probably a little bit about Bar Reeve and, and the 1A basketball oh, yeah. factory that we've, we've got over here. Um, and we were talking on a podcast, like I'd really like to see you know those those two teams, especially the one with with Doug, your junior year against this year's Bar Reeve team, because they were just so just basketball IQ. You know, um, yeah. But you had you know Jeff Gear and, and Jeff Wussy went to VU and then Dayton, right? He went to the Toledo. Toledo, Toledo. Yep. And yep. then uh, of course, then sure you know of course not Doug Novsek ends up at at SIU, and then Timmy Leasty, what he's six right. four. Dave Parker's big. Yep. Um, yeah. but God, I mean, just amazing talent. And I, I remember you guys went 34 and win at your junior year. The next year, you know, Doug Novsek's a great player and he's gone. And, and I, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think when you were up at Charleston or, uh, Danville, I believe it was the topper classic, what you guys led off with and Ernie went off and shooting deep ones and everybody's like, ah, they're fine. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no problem. He was there. terrific. Ernie was a heck of a player. He did not go on and play in. But he could have. He had Division One offers, and and honestly, that that our senior year we played Flanagan in the championship, yep. and uh, they, they they played great defense, and and Ernie stepped up in that second half and drilled some big jumpers that really propelled us to, to win that game. But you said it. you had Bill Anthony. Uh, I mean, we just had a bunch of guys yeah. that, that just love to compete, and obviously, you know, I I took a lot of shots, and that's not easy for them to 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 do that but they were so unfelt here here was so cerebral yeah and he would put that ball on a silver platter when you were open and defensively he'd guard his man and, and half your man too and timmy least he was just relentlessly competitive on the glass and smart and tough and said dave parker come in there and make open shots yeah and just competed like crazy and then you know you had the best coach and the best fans in the state and <laughs> Uh, what we a were, time. We were lucky. What we a time. Lucky. You know, one question I always had because um, Vincent's Lincoln in what was it, 81, 82 with Witty, Donovan, Crooks, they win the state championship. Yep. Yeah. And then, yep. and then to the next two years, you guys have your teams for that little area of the world, you know, 11 miles <laughs> apart. Unbelievable talent. Did you guys ever scrimmage against them in the summer or anything that, that Vincent's Lincoln we did? Team? Yeah. We did. We did. Just kind of played some pickup games. And, uh, you know, it's neat that you bring this up because uh, Doug Crook is a is an Eastern Illinois University alumni. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Best players ever to play there. And we were having dinner with him. Right after I was hired, we we, we went to, to Indianapolis and had dinner with him and a, and another alum over there. And, and Crook said the same thing. He just said exactly what you said. He said, it's just amazing. Yeah. Of all the guys you just mentioned in that little 10-mile radius there and, and the success. And really, you know, Gunnar Wyman was, was one of the great, yep, great all-time right. great coaches in Indiana high school history. And 
but you know, I played with Courtney at Indiana and, and just a great player, great person. <laughs> Carl Donovan. You you mentioned all those guys. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, Tim over v. there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Unbelievable. They, they just, it, 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 you know, great basketball. And then I believe, if I'm not wrong, I think in eighty four, uh, with Randy Hobson, I believe they went Vincent's went back to the state championship game. So, you know, my gosh, what 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 a run. What a run for that area. Um so you know, obviously I went to Red Hill. Um, I had a couple questions that people wanted me to ask. The night you came over and beat Red Hill by yourself, 62 to 58, uh, when you set the all-time record, um, D. Diggs uh, told one of my buddy's dads, he said, Marty's setting a record tonight. So do you remember that? Like, did you come there with that with that in mind? No. Okay. <laughs> no, not true. Not true. I think, I think, and, and you know, Red Hill uh, – they were they were young and and you know we were we were older and yeah and, uh, we had a veteran team and I think I had uh, 27 28 29 points and a half and actually coach Felling he talked to the team because uh, Dennis and Jay had 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 established they both had the record I think at 55 and and he asked the team at halftime you know like you know he's this is the one time because there really was I didn't have that many chances to be honest yeah. and, and he kind of let the guys kind of make up, you know, do we want to do this? And, you know, if we, if we do, we're going to have to make it. And yeah. as they always do, I had the greatest teammates and I get, get tears in my eyes. Cause I'm so appreciative. Those guys, they, they were so committed and they were jumping up and down. And, you know, I, I kid people cause gear would, he would have a wide open layup one on O and he would just circle it out and he'd wave me down. Like I was Will Chamberlain or something. <laughs> and they were going to go to me every single time. Yeah. And, that's just an unbelievable commitment and unselfishness, and I'm so thankful for, for for the opportunity to play with those guys that I got to play with. Do you remember, or did you even know there was a little bit of controversy? A lot of people thought you had 63 and not 62 that night. No, so, I, I didn't. So, I did real, real cool story. Um, Brandon Smith <laughs> is in the fourth grade, and he always kept scorebook. He actually got called by the Chicago Tribune because somehow, somehow they found out that this kid had the scorebook and kept it all, and they were asking him, "Did he have sixty-two or sixty-three? So kind of a kind of a funny boy. Speaking of Red Hill, you played some great games in that. I love Red Hill's gym. I love the way it's set up, and, and then they brought those bleachers in, and the night that that Coach Knight, you know, came to watch you yep. when he was recruiting you. Could you talk about the playing with in that gym, packed like it was? There was something about that gym. I mean, everybody, at least you asked our players, we could always jump about two or three inches higher there. You know, we <laughs> could dunk over there when we couldn't dunk on our own rims over at Lawrenceville. But this the way the gym was built. Yeah. And, and obviously the importance of, of, you know, not only not only the rivalry, you know, between Red Hill and Lawrenceville, but then you knew the sectional was going to be there every year. I know three out of four years it was there. And yeah. Just the teams. I mean, it, the atmosphere, it was always packed. And, you know, Kia yeah. was over there. Flora had good teams. Marshall, yeah. you know, had, had some really good teams. I mean, just all that put together. And, uh, you know, we were confident because, you know, when you played there, obviously it was a short drive for our fans. and We'd fill that place up. And, yep. uh, just just a lot of a lot of fond memories in that in that particular gymnasium. Yeah, it's awesome. For people that don't know, it, it's set up 
really uniquely basically everybody sits above the floor but then for the sectional they would bring in bleachers from the football field and put them on the sidelines and up on the stage and it, what yep. a what a cool cool atmosphere you played against some players uh, i mentioned lowell hamilton bill brashnick from flanagan um i think you played against uve blob um, that yep. went to IU, Brian Sloan, Trevor Trimpey. I mean, just from Havana, just some fantastic players. There's one guy stand out that, that was probably the toughest guy you played against? That's a good question. Very good question. You just mentioned some great players. Uh, you know, Hamilton, Hamilton, even though he was just a sophomore at uh, St. Mel, you know, he was a tremendous shot blocker. Yeah. I mean, his timing and just athletically was probably as, as good as any player that, that, you know, I went up against Braxic and his size at seven feet, and really the way Flanagan was set up, uh, whether it was a soft switching man or, or, or a matchup zone, they, they defended us really well. Trimpy, uh, you know, got to know him. He lived in Edwardsville when I was over at SIUE. Just, you know, at that time, you just didn't see a lot of six 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 seven point guard. Yeah. You know, he could play up over the top. He could shoot up over you as, his team, I remember Felling saying, you know, Havana had more size than the Chicago Bulls. They were seven <laughs> foot, six eight, six six, six four, and yeah. six two. And so we, we played against a lot of a lot of really, really good good players and, and really, you know, you mentioned Duve playing him up in we actually played in Lance Arena, which is our home arena now at Eastern yeah, Illinois. The, the, the Christmas tournament, right? Packed. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they actually got us. That you know, we only lost seven games in four years, and and one of them was was against Duve. And for the people out there, I'm not sure I ever played with a a, a better person uh, than Uve Blob. Really, I, mean, I really really enjoyed playing with him at Indiana, and just on and off the court, just a, a great human being. And uh, then when then I actually got the chance to play with his brother Olaf, who transferred okay. down here to oh, Evansville. I forgot, I forgot all uh, about it. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, started at uh, Illinois, and uh, when Hafner came down here, uh, he decided to come down here, and, and uh, he was a really good player as well. But that memory of playing against Uve up there at Effingham, which was, was uh, about 40 miles from Charleston and Lawrenceville, they, there wasn't a seat to be had, and, and uh, it, was, uh, it was a heck of a high school basketball game. What was that shooting guard's name? I think he went to Fresno State. That played with Uve. Arnold. Yeah. Arnold with Mitch Arnold. Mitch yeah, Arnold. Yeah. Eight. That's exactly Kind right. of a miniature Larry Bird, to be honest with yeah. you. He was probably about six, four or five, but man, smart and, and could drain those threes like, like Larry could. And he had a hell of a career as well. Yeah. And, you know, and then when you, you went to IU, um, not going to be- talk a whole lot about that, but uh, one interesting thing, I, I, what a freshman class. I remember seeing that picture in Sports Illustrated with you and Daryl Thomas, uh, of course, Steve Alford, and was it Todd Meyer? Is that right? It was. Yeah. It was. You and, got it. And, yep. he, and he was, and he was, I believe, uh, he was Mr. Basketball in Wisconsin. Of course, Steve Alford was in Indiana, you in Illinois, and, and Daryl, a great player out of Chicago. Was he, he may have even been the, the big school, Mr. Basketball, I can't remember, but. What? Yeah, I'm not sure. He played for a great coach yeah. up there, Gene Pingator, and, you know, Daryl was, Incredible, and and I obviously decided to transfer, but Daryl was the starting center on that team. You know that freshman class won a national championship their they senior year. And made one of the smart decisions guys. and great 
passes in in, yeah. in yeah. basketball, college basketball history. He knew he knew all for uh, Keith Smart was going to the corner, and he found him. He down did. Yeah, and then sure I remember how proud we were watching that when on a on a Saturday morning, your freshman year, you were or, or Saturday afternoon against Kentucky, you were the uh, CBS player of the game, and and uh, just just some awesome awesome stuff. So, um, what was it like playing for Jim Cruz down at Evansville? And then I know you went to coach awesome. with him also, but you had a great career at Evansville. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it, you know, he was, he, we did a lot of the same things, but he, yet he was his own, you know, we ran a lot of sets, you know, we didn't run a lot of sets at Indiana and he did here, but he was uh, in his own way, similar to coach Felling. I mean, he just, he always put us in a position to, to be successful and, and, uh, taught, taught us every day. We, we, you know, we got better every day, but, but off the court, you know, he really, that's where I kind of learned, you know, he established relationships with us and, you know, we could go in his office and talk about things other than, than basketball, other yeah. than just practice. He wanted to know about our family. He wanted to know about our hobbies. And that was that was kind of neat. You know, yeah. that was it was fun to be around. And, you know, those people that know Coach Coach Cruz, and, and he, he's a great coach, one of the best ever, really. And, yeah. and But he, he's one of the best people ever, too. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of what we do today, uh, you know, we learned from, from Coach Cruz and Coach Felling and, and yeah. just really, really thankful to have the opportunity to play for guys like that. Well, and I'll tell you, we moved out to Batesville for a few years uh, with my wife's company and, and got to know um, Colt a little bit and, and his his mom and dad and, and, and Phil and Colt and all will say the exact same thing about you, that, that you you care about your players. And, and what an, that's an awesome legacy. So so now we're going to uh, Eastern Illinois, my alma mater. And uh, I loved, you know, I, I'm an I'm a old Lawrenceville Indian geek. Um, I, I loved you hiring Doug Novacek again and to join you there. So how does that process uh How's that come about? Like, what, what's the, what's an interview like when you go to a Division One basketball program? Well, uh, you know, a lot of it you're just trying to, to express and and you know give the vision that that you feel that that program needs to to be successful. You yeah. know, Eastern, uh, as you said, I mean, as, as young guys growing up, I mean that that's where everybody from from Lawrenceville. You know, they may go to a two-year college, Wabash or Alnley or Vincent, but they seem to always end up there. And my yeah. brother is an Eastern Illinois alum. And, you know, as, as we talked about earlier, you know, we played a holiday tournament up there every year. And and uh, what memories we had from that. I mean, we, we, we had a lot of fun with that. A lot of the kids that went to school up there, they, they'd always come to the game. Yeah. And then we played, obviously, the super section. Yeah, went to Madison Eastern. seemed like every year. <laughs> That's right. And just, just being able to, you know, really the good feel about the community and how they supported basketball there and, and just, you know, our, our experience, you know, being in, in, you know, at Evansville and SIUE and the contacts we've established in the Midwest. But that particular area there, Charleston, and, you know, I talked to Coach Samuels, who was a very, very successful yeah. coach there during his tenure. And, he, yeah, he talked time. about how he had a triangle from Chicago to St. Louis over to Indianapolis. And, and just that area is a, a really, really, really good area to, to recruit. And just, you know, uh, just kind of, you know, going through the, the thing of, you know, developing your players yeah. and, and developing a great culture and just, uh, you know, no job's easy. And uh, felt fortunate because the athletic director there 
is a guy from Southern Illinois. Yep. Tom Michael played on a state championship team at Carlisle. Carlisle, Carlisle yeah. Played four years at Illinois for Lou Henson, and he's got a great basketball uh, mind and a great, you know, background from it. And, uh, you know, it's 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 been a lot of fun, you know, to, to get back and, and sit in that head coaching chair and some of the decisions that you have to make. And yeah. haven't had to do that, you know, right. at Clemson for the last three years. So uh, it's it's an exciting time for me and my That's family great. and as, as we try to build this program into something that the people in Charleston and the surrounding communities can can be very proud of. Well, we're we're already excited. My brother's already got a date circled. I think you got a Saturday afternoon game, and uh, so we're. I, I'm sh- I'm sure they probably still have cold beer at Marty's right there on campus. So uh, we'll we'll probably uh, have a little <laughs> EIU reunion and, and catch a game. You got a good transfer right from Illinois, and, uh, and then we're I, excited. Yeah. yeah, we've been fortunate. We got three good kids signed, and and we're going to sign some more and. Uh, again, it's it's just fun, you know. We're putting a team together, and we've got some really great kids coming back. Uh, you know, we had about four weeks there that that we could actually do some skill work with the guys, mm-hmm. and Good. they worked hard and they listened really, really well. And and uh, it's just you know when 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 there's transition, you know, it, it takes a little bit of time to establish some of the the the, the things that you want to do with with your program, but. Uh, it's been it's been fun and, mm. and we look forward to the future. I looked at their schedule from last year. Man, they played a tough schedule and, and went nine and eighteen. Um, so do you do you just look at the personnel and say, Okay, here's what we've got, here's what we want to come in. Do you in your first year, will you be more in a situation you gotta mold what you got to who you've got, or are you going to just say, nope, this is my program, here's what we're doing and and, and make it work? Yeah, I think probably the latter. Yeah. Uh, you know, initially, uh, you know, I think we came in there and we didn't want to, we didn't want to lose anybody. You know, we wanted everybody to, to stay and be a part of the program. But again, with transition, you know, we work, we work guys out. We've kind of established some of the rules and things that, that are going to be important in our program going forward. And, you know, I, I was a transfer. You know, I left Indiana and came to Evansville. So I certainly understand. Right. And we had some kids decide they want to enter the, the portal. So it's, Given us some some opportunity here to, to kind of you know go out and find some kids that we think are going to fit the way we want to play. Uh, we still have some more kids to sign. It's you know I'd be lying. It's a little different, you know. To you know, again, I haven't done done this for three years, which you know I, yeah. I'm not trying to, to. But but you're coming now, and it was COVID, and not being able to go on the road, not right. being able to see guys in person. We're doing everything, you know, through through the phone and through through Zooms. A lot of Zooms. Yeah, uh, visits with players and and really you're you're basing it on on videotape and what you see there and, and coaches that you've established contact. So that part just just not being able to go out and and see guys live has been has been a little bit different. Yeah, I bet so. Well, listen, I could keep you forever. I think people that that know me for sure, but people listening, when we get to talking about those days of of, of Lawrenceville, and and you could hear the excitement in my voice. I just want to tell you, this was awesome. I I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, and in what you just watching you from afar, from you know 1981, um, it, it's been awesome. I followed you all the way through your coaching career, and will continue to do so. Marty, I can't tell you enough. Thank you for for taking some time for our podcast well i can't thank you enough brian for reaching out and and giving me this opportunity and please know that i'd love to continue this any way that that you want to you want to keep keep 
updating or whatever, however you want to do it. But and know that if you do come up to Eastern, you know, come up to a practice. Uh, we'll talk before a game, after a game, however you want to do it. But uh, would love to stay connected here and and really really appreciate again you reached out, giving us the opportunity to yeah. reminisce on some past years, but also talk about Eastern Illinois and how excited we are to to be there and. And hopefully our, our ability to, to bring maybe a Ohio Valley Conference championship back to Charleston. And that'll be and that'll be at the Ford Center too, right? The, the it will. Yeah, it will. that's awesome. That's great. Well, it we've will. already I've already named uh, the Eastern Illinois Panthers or the official basketball team of the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast. So we'll <laughs> definitely follow. But again, thanks, Marty, and uh, we wish you nothing but luck. Thanks, Brian. Hey, make a tea time today at Country Oaks Golf Club in Montgomery, Indiana, right there on Route Fifty. Give them a call, 812-486-3300, and make a tee time. The course is in fantastic shape. We will see you at the Oaks. Hey, and don't forget, Travis Brett at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, one agent for all your insurance needs. Auto, home, life, business, annuities, farm. Give them a call, 812-295-3129 for all your insurance needs. Well, I tell you what, that was a lot of fun talking to Marty Simmons. Um, I'm not going to lie, I was nervous as hell before that thing started, but uh, really, really great to talk to him, and I could have I gone on about, about uh, his days at Lardsville forever. I mean, I can't even describe how, how exciting it was to watch those teams. So we wish him nothing but luck, and, and we're going to take him up on that. We're going we're gonna to follow Eastern Illinois basketball and, and uh, keep tabs on them. And you never know. we got a lot of talent in this area. Maybe Marty will be making a, a stop in one of our gyms here in the area to watch a couple players. So we'll, uh, we, we truly, truly appreciate Marty coming on. That was just fantastic, and, and uh, um, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did for sure because because I certainly did. Ran upstairs um, recording this on Sunday evening and just watched Phil Mickelson win the PGA Championship. If you didn't see it, find it, rewind it, whatever, and watch the scene of him after he and Brooks Kepka hit their approach shots making their way to the green. Just unbelievable. The crowd, it's good to see people out and about again. And, man, are they excited about Phil. So pretty cool stuff there. Got a lot of uh, a lot of sectionals coming up, a lot of good sports in the area. So we'll keep tabs on those. We'll be back next week. Um, and, you know, we, we got free bird rules here now with six hosts. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, you never know what combination will be here, but we're going to work real hard to entertain you as well as – keep you up to date on all the local sports and highlight those as much as we can. I kind of flew solo tonight, but next week and weeks following, you'll hear from the great hosts of this show, Blake Burkhart, Todd Lancaster, Mike DeCourcy, Mike Wagner, and Tyler Schulteis. Have a lot of fun doing it. I'm Brian Emmons. I appreciate you listening. Just like always, let our sponsors know that you heard about them right here on the B3 pod. Hit the subscribe button. That helps us an awful lot. Let's have everybody know that uh, wants to sponsor the show, that we've got a lot of listeners, and we truly appreciate it. So on behalf of all those guys, thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. 
on the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast. <laughs>